My name is Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. All right, I have Mark Yancey with me today. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you for joining. Thank you, Michael. All right, you're running for U.S. Senate, and you've got a wealth of background with dealing with business with your M&A company some 30 years. Give our audience a flavor for your background, what you bring to the table, and then I want to walk through your policies, all right? Right. So 33 years in the private sector business, we've started, uh, I, I'm on my fifth company of which I started um, uh, again 33 years ago. All, all um, uh, actually five of them have been uh, very successful and um, we've, um, you know, we've employed hundreds of, of well-paying jobs. Uh, we've uh, met payroll. Obviously, any business has a uh, has a, a credit line, and we've done that. Uh, my interest in wanting to get into the to the uh, U.S. Um, um, uh, government, uh, in this case, the Senate race, is that the fiscal mess that's been created in Washington is, is untenable. And uh, you know, I'm 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 very good with math. I certainly uh, understand that. I've been watching that for some time. It actually affects our business. So I, I'm in the capital markets and have been for you know a long time. And um, and we're, we are on a path that, that, that is going to affect our children, our grandchildren, and, um, and, and it's somehow or another, it, 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 it's got to stop. All right. I want to hear about your policies sure. so that our audience gets a flavor for what you think. I'm just going to roll through from top to bottom. Abortion. It's a big sure. issue with both sides of the aisle. Yes. Okay. So I'm, I'm pro-life. And um, and so uh, I believe that um, that um, that only first of all the good news is that the abortions are are down considerably, which is a a, a very good uh, a very good sign. The the only um, um, the only policy that I have that would that would warrant uh, uh, an abortion is if the uh, the mother is um, is in or or the child or the fetus is in some type of um, of peril of, of of either dying or, or becoming um, uh, some other not successfully having a, a successful birth. And, and and it becomes dangerous to the mother and or or the or the child, and also um, number two in the case of a rape or, or incest. I believe those things should be um, should be decided amongst the healthcare provider and and the and the individual, and the government should stay out of that. But other other than that, I'm 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 pro life. I, I you know I I think that um, you know all lives are, are, are precious, and, and we, we we need we need to respect that. What about education? Where is your stance there? What are, you, what are you what are you going to change? Of course. So I think we're wasting a lot of money with the Department of Education. So um, uh, just today, in fact, when I was on my way over here, I noticed that uh, Mr. Corner had sent. Um, uh, there he was um, uh, complaining that the uh, the House will not uh, uh, sign off on a bill that would allocate seventy one uh, billion dollars to the Department of Education. The Department of Education is a complete waste of money, and we've known that for years. And what I'd rather do is totally abolish the Department of Education. Our teachers are so underpaid and, and overworked. And now we've, with all this stuff that's going on in the school with this nefarious activity with these shootings and whatnot, we're, we're also subjecting them to a, to a dangerous situation. 
I would rather to, you know do away with the Department of Education take the 250 something billion dollars and then rotate it back to the states and and put education in the hands of the individual states and let them work with the parents let parents get involved let local educators get involved and then and then I think you have a better outcome these are the very people that are going to be uh, the, the future of our country that are going to be uh, running our you know our uh, you know be citizens productive people I don't think Washington needs to be involved in that All right um, environment there's a lot of lot of back yeah. and forth yeah I listen I'm not uh, I, I I'd be very candid with you as I will with everything I, I'm I happen to be not one of those Republicans that uh, that, that that you know doesn't believe that we you have a climate issue. I, I believe we have a climate issue. Uh, albeit, I'm not. Um, I'm not one that's uh, pounding the table saying that we have to make. You know, uh, something has to be done. Uh, you know, with a, with immediate urgency. There is, without question, uh, there are CO2 gases that that are that are changing the atmosphere over time, and it's happening at such a slow pace. We have to start somewhere. It's not. I think what where the where the misnomer comes in is that. Um, uh, many folks and media and others will put this sense of urgency that this this whole climate issue is going. You know, the the, the, the seas are rising and and you know the weather patterns changing and all of this is and so there's a tr- there's truth to a lot of that. But if you go back in history and say, well, it was 115 degrees, which is one of the hottest days we had in the summer of of of, of last year in in 2019. You could also go back 50 years. I've actually done this, and you could also find a summer in in 50 years ago where it was 112 degrees so so there is a there, there is a co2 carbon issue that has to be addressed and I'll be the first one to tell you that I'm not an expert on that but what I will do is surround myself with experts and I think most of the Republicans are not doing themselves I think they're doing themselves a disservice by not being better educated about what that will do long term so it's not an immediate sense of something that needs to be done on an urgent a you know, real urgent basis mm-hmm. but long term we really need to think about that for our children, our grandchildren. I'm talking about looking out 50, 75, 100 years from now. What about federal budget? Where do you stand on this? Because you started the conversation with that. Yeah, it's an absolute wreck. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely fiscal, uh, fiscally responsible and, 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 and have been on that for some time. Even in the, in the business world, I've, I've spent a lot of time monitoring that. As I mentioned you just a minute ago, in fact, I tweeted out about that when you know Senator Corner had said, you know, we want to pass this bill and give the Department of Education seventy-one billion dollars. So I tweeted back and I said, Senator Corner, where, where's that money going to come from? Are you going to write the check? Right. Uh, because we don't have seventy-one billion dollars. And I'll, I'll 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 remind the the audience that just in the as we started our new fiscal, the government started their new fiscal year in October of 2020 of this year, we spent 146 billion more than we took in in in, in tax receipts in one month we're already in the hole and so we're in the second month of our of our of our fiscal year so i think as most of your audience would know is 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 that we are um 23 uh trillion uh in in debt and counting the number continues to grow we are paying almost a billion dollars a day to service the debt that we have and so every time we go to do these things like mr corner suggested suggested this morning with with uh, with giving 71 billion we'd have to borrow money from the very people that we're trying to negotiate tariffs with, with tariffs with right now and that's the chinese they're the ones that are buying the treasuries so you are definitely for finding ways to expand the economy to be able to afford the things that we need to do when it comes to entitlement issues. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, guns. Yeah. 
So I'm I'm an absolute supporter of the Second Amendment. I own guns, and uh, they're locked up and they're safe. I'm a responsible gun gun owner, and um, and so we um, uh, I, I completely support the language of of the Second Amendment. I, I I do believe that if there is someone that is on the on the federal uh, terrorist watch list, that they should not be uh, uh, that they should not be allowed to buy a gun. And furthermore, if that individual is on the national terrorist list and try and attempts to buy a firearm, then the um, uh, the authority should be uh, notified. We actually have micro laws in place right now to do that, but we're not do, we're not enforcing them. So we're you know, listen, gun dealers, and, and I'm not I'm not disparaging them because they're in business just like I'm in business. Mm-hmm. You know, they're 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 trying to operate a business, but but we we have to enforce the the current laws that we have you can't we can't sell firearms to people that are going to do nefarious things with them number two is that while i support the second amendment anyone that is that is clinically uh, uh, depressed and, that, and i'm not i'm not talking about someone that has bad days where they you know their moods change from time to time and i'm not talking about that this is somewhere this terminally um, has been has been diagnosed as, as as having a mental disease. Just like you've got a bad heart, you've or got a, you've got a bad PTSD. brain. PTSD. Yeah, absolutely. But a very good example. Then then they they should they should not be able to own a firearm un, until they are diagnosed and and by a, um, a a physician that says that this individual uh, even with medication. And and we now have a now we have a pattern knowing that this individual will stay on their medication and uh, and this 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 person is a is a is a is a person of, of society that will be a responsible firearm uh, owner. Then, then I'm okay with that. All right, immigration and border control. Yes. Um, or border security. A lot of work to be done there. Mm-hmm. So it's you know the walls are the, the the southern border is still porous. I've been there. Um, you know, we, I, I'm, I'm an inclusive type person. I want people to come from around the globe. I, I want them to be here. I want them to be in our country. I want uh, Hispanics to, you know, to, to be here. I, you know, but, but they must come legally. They must come through the process. Um, I, I support the wall. Uh, I, I believe, listen, and now we're finding that even the, you know, the, the Hispanic people are being creative and finding ways to get around that. So, um, um, uh, look, I, I'm an inclusive person. Um, I welcome our friends from Mexico. Um, if they're going to be in our country, uh, just like I would anticipate um, the president of Mexico, if, if I was to go there and camp out in his country for two years and take their jobs, he would want me to register and pay taxes and be a part of that operation as well. We want them here. We want them here legally, though. All right. Veterans. Um, also, another mess. Um, so we, although I would tell you that President Trump has made um, uh, very good progress with the veterans, and so we've got that. That's the that's that's the largest um, medical facility that we have in the United States in terms of treating our, our veterans. Um, uh, I would say a couple of things. One is we're making progress, and that progress has, has been made uh, vis-a-vis um, President Trump. No question about it. He is he has been laser focused on our veterans. He's a he's a He's a very staunch military uh, uh, supporter. We can do more. We can do. We can do better, and we can stop uh, individuals that, that come back from these um, from from these war theaters um, from waiting in line, and and even for just some of the m- most minor things. Um, and it, it it gets worse. I mean, if you, you know, it, it could be minor. It could be major. Where they're having to, you know, they're being shuffled around through paperwork, um, being sent from one facility to the other. And so um, it it we we need we need to be more focused on on, on our on our heroes. 
that 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 are that that are uh, fighting for us for our freedom. The, these these truths. There's if there's nothing else in this country that 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 I could say. There's there's no one more important than these people in uniform. That that go and serve our our, our country. That do the things that, that allow you and I and your audience to do to go about our daily lives and go home to our family every night and have dinner and wake up next to these guys are and ladies uh, or you know are in war theater going weeks and sometimes months without showers eating crappy food uh and then you know we you know we we they come back and we could do a better job now you know i was going to ask this your policy on alleviating poverty for our underserved populations yes um, well, we—it's it's another problem, right? And it's—it's—it's a—it's a, it's a problem in, in all 50 states. It's—it—it um, um, it, it needs to be addressed. There's there has to be a common sense solution to figure out how we. There, there's there's no reason in one of the in, in one of the most economically um, um, uh, prosperous countries, um, developed countries on the globe. Where we have people, most of them have have issues, but but set that aside. It is mo- most of it substance abuse and things like that. Everyone has issues. You know, we, we you know it's it's uh, there's 300 million people. There's not many of them that don't have you know something going on, including myself. You know, we all have you know what whatever it is. People cope with things differently, right? And so, and, and a lot of these are are are, are military, ex-military people, which is which is very sad. We we have to figure out a common sense solution to to have people that are are sleeping under bridges, that are sleeping on railroads, that are sleeping by 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 uh, 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 you know by creeks and, and and things such as that, and and it's not picking them up and it's not throwing them in jail. That that's not the solution. So we we've we've, we've got up, Michael. I don't know. Um, sitting here talking to you, I, I know it's a problem. It's something that I'm very passionate about. And in it, and in, to me, it there there is absolutely no excuse in this country as much money as we have to have people um, uh, living in those type of conditions. In in Los Angeles alone, the last number I saw, it was 125,000, call it 130,000 people that are on the streets. Most of them in Santa Monica, that are sleeping on the streets. And um, and I'll, again, I'll give you one right here at home in Dallas. Yeah. Did you know 40 percent of the landmass of Dallas is in poverty right now? Do you know the average annual or average net worth of a black woman in Dallas is fifteen dollars? Mm-hmm. There are most of them people who are impoverished are making like eight hundred dollars a month for a family of four. There are solutions. I would like the opportunity to talk to you later. Yes. At another show yes. about some of the solutions and get your opinion. On being able to help create policy that helps alleviate poverty, which alleviates crime, which alleviates many of the other pro- social problems yes. that not only our city but our country is faced with and our state. That's right. Would you like to do absolutely? That? These, these these are productive people. I'm absolutely certain of that. And 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 look, just because they they are they are down on their luck, let's call it. Um, let's fix them, and I, and these are these are all. I'm convinced that 100 percent of these 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 folks. Austin's another, another problem area, right? I mean, you could just go around and name, mm-hmm. city, you know, city after city, right? I'm absolutely convinced that these are. We have the resources, and and we must act on that, and, and using a common sense solution to 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 make sure that these people are uh, have a chance. Let's let's give them a chance. Well, a friend of mine said, all we're all we're really looking for is a fight and chance at a square deal. 
Mark, thanks for being a guest on today's show. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. All right, you've been watching CEO Money with Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. Don't forget, download our new app on iOS and Android, CEO Money. Thanks for watching.